Well, folks, Gen Z is here. Uh, the first ones are, they're halfway through college already. So what do you need to know about a generation who doesn't really remember life without smartphones and they even have the option of taking an Uber to high school? They want things to be simple and transparent. That's what you need to know about them. Uh, one area the student housing industry has struggled to make simple and transparent has been utility management. That's why Simple Bills was created. Ten years ago, two Baylor students who were frustrated at splitting up bills with roommates created a company that solved that frustration and launched Simple Bills. Soon after that, they realized not only could they help roommates and their, their college buddies out, but they also realized they could help student housing managers with this process as well and give them back more time to focus on their residents and give them better data to easily recognize potential savings. If you are a student housing manager and you are not providing a simple and transparent process for your resident utility management, you will not serve Gen Z well. And it will show up in your online reputation, which will ultimately be paid for in your marketing expenses. If this is you, contact Simple Bills today at www.simplebills.com. Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and joining me today is co-host Lincoln Ogata. Lincoln, how's How it going? How you doing, Wes? Man, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's, been, it's hard to believe that, that May has already passed, and we're, as far as the recording of, of this episode, we're about to, to jump into June. And it's just, uh, it's been a crazy month, man, but it's been good. So, so I'm loving that. And when we get to this time of the year, everybody's focused on turn. Absolutely. This is the, <laughs> this is the time. Hopefully you're not starting turn at this time. Hopefully that started a while ago, but, um, you know, sometimes things happen and you might end up on a new property and you have to go in there and scramble. So there's still a little time to scramble, but it, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> the um, so so the first time my first entree into student housing, you know, was while I was in college, and you know, so and that was on a new property. So you know, I just got to really kind of understand what move-in day was like. And then we had the first turn the next year, and I'd already gone through a property manager that I was reporting to, and the new one that came in really had. <laughs> no clue how to do turn <laughs> and so uh, a lot of it got kind of put on my shoulders because i'd at least experienced you know move-in day and, and what that could end up being like if things weren't ready so yeah it's it, <laughs> it's one of those things that you know it either it either breaks you or it makes you or either promoted or exposed you know it, it's it's the most trying time uh, of of the entire cycle leasing the, the leasing part of our cycle is tough enough a lot of times the leasing cycle in a lot of markets overlaps with turns so then it's just a double whammy but it's it, I, I don't know if this qualifies me as a masochist but it's a time <laughs> of the year that i really really love i mean it's it's challenging and at, at the same time I, i've i've been able to really succeed at it and train other people how to succeed at it. So from that standpoint, I, I think it's just one of the best times of the year outside of Christmas. So <laughs> Definitely. I think this is uh, the, adre the adrenaline junkie in me loves this, loves this time of year. 
where you can talk about it and talk about it. And some people are just like, let's just do it already. Let's go. Let's uh, let's get this thing underway. And that's definitely the way I am. And I know I love the adrenaline and the pressure. And some people are not built that way. And, and like you just got done mentioning, you're going to see that, you know, half a day into turn. If, they, if it's their first turn, for sure, you're going to see it. So it's definitely the true color shining part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, you know, there is no other special guest, no one that you've interviewed or anything like that for for this particular session. It was really, you know, I wanted to just have a conversation and I didn't really want to have a conversation about, you know, how to prep for turn and all those things. We did a great podcast that you were the guest of last year, and I'll link it in the show notes for anybody that wants to go back and, and check that out. But I really just wanted to talk about the managing of, of turn and specifically the turn board. And this goes into, you know, what ended up inspiring you and Chase to start your own company and, and, and develop something that has really evolved the whole turn board experience. So, so, you know, like I said, there's no special guests. It's just a discussion between the two of us of, of, you know, maybe there's part of our audience. I know there's part of our audience that this is their first turn and maybe it's their first, maybe they've gone through turn before, but maybe this is their first time as a GM or a maintenance supervisor and a lot more of that coordination is put on them. And, you know, just talk specifically about the turn board. And, and I want to get into, you know, what you've developed with easy turn. This isn't a behind the biz episode. This isn't anything that, you know, you and Chase are paying sponsorship money to, to SHI for, I, you know, I think what you guys have done is, is, you know, specifically a newsworthy uh, development, uh, you know, within our industry. And I think is the future of our industry. So, uh, and I'm glad that you guys did it. I can't believe, you know, the property management company or excuse me, the property management system uh, software applications and the companies that, that run those, you know, haven't spent the time and the R&D on it. But, you know, you guys have have kind of been the little guys that have just gotten completely frustrated with the process and said, you know what, we can fix this. And um, and I think that's going to pay off dividends for for you guys and certainly for the folks that, you know, I've been using you guys the past year. They've just got great things to say about how much easier it's making that process. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, too. Uh, but real quick, let's let's start at the beginning with the evolution of the turn board and, and kind of start, uh, you know, with that. And I really kind of want to start with an on campus perspective because you know easy turn is not just a solution for for off campus but you found out that it ends up being something for on campus you know both because uh, you know you oversaw 6700 beds in in Lexington Kentucky as a as a maintenance lead there and then you know as you've launched easy turn you guys are now signing up uh USC Penn State uh you can go through the list after a while but you know just you know, really happy to see that they're seeing the the value in this application as well. So tell me kind of really quick from an on-campus perspective, because even though I've been very involved with, with P3 projects, but specifically on, on true on-campus dormitory, I've never seen kind of that experience that happens over the summer when, when that happens uh, and they, they're turning that. I think everybody assumes that, you know, they've got three months to do it and they kind of do it in house and, you know, just it's a slower process. So 
because they've got a longer time and it's not really something that puts the pressure on them. But that's not always true. And, and I think you've certainly seen that. So let's just start with that on campus perspective of, you know, how has this been handled in the past? Yeah, so I'm going to start off with where I start off with was off campus, just to say that was what I had in my mind going into it. So I did not start off on campus and then go to off campus. I started off campus, so I kind of already had an idea in my head of uh, what what the norm was to do this. So yes, when I went to on campus and kind of saw the process they had, I kind of had some of the same the same thought process of you know these they have two and a half months. Yeah, they have more beds, but you know feeling big and big and tall because we used to turn whatever, 800,000 beds in a nine-day, eight-day period. But then you come to campus and you realize they have these things called summer summer conferences. And some of the larger size universities that I've worked with will have literally up to 70-plus summer conferences. So it's imagine having your nine-day turn, you know, being broken up by morning, you know, midday and evening of having mm-hmm. to go back in and have – people on site while you have people vendors running around like crazy and uh, periodically all throughout you have everything cheerleading camp horse camp band camp law camp every camp you could possibly imagine uh, there's some 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 type or version of it that comes to a campus and i i know this has been popping up and i've heard these stories from coast to coast as far as how many summer conferences they have so a small minor detail that i left out of my mind when i i was judging if you will on campus housing to have that two and a half months just to turn all their units so they have a they have a very uh, add look if you will at doing summer turn where they started right. a lot of stuff in the middle and then they finish it on the tail end but what i've seen with them and, and how they process and even before my previous company came on board to one of the campuses we found out they did have kind of the skeleton work, if you will, of an Excel, but they really divided everything. They really they really try to specify, I guess the equivalent would be, um, the easy equivalent is if you were like in a mid-rise or something, separating it by attacking each floor and having kind of their crew to put it on a smaller scale. But on a larger scale, they have north, south, central, east, west campus. I've been on somewhere there. It's the southeast side of campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just break them all up. And then each of those individuals, if anyone has ever worked at a university, you know sometimes there's no shortage of mid-management. But they'll have three or four different levels that are all there, and they're all kind of involved in it. And when you need that many people, it doesn't really work too well, I guess, on a, on a phone conference. And I found that a lot of these people meet um, very regularly, almost daily, at, at least during the beginning of turn. So – Whereas an off-campus setting, we would kind of get a game plan together. Sure, we might walk in and take a look at the turn board throughout the day and the, the various days of the week and go in there and get little pep talks. They actually were having meetings almost daily with all of the three or four levels per building that were there and going over it every day and even some sub-meetings, of course, on top of that. So people joke about campus having meetings, 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 but that's exactly how the beginning of the term process looks at a lot of these institutions. So it was definitely different by sheer size, but still the skeleton was kind of a version of Excel sheet, except again, even those Excels or whatnot, whatever system that they were tracking it on were still broken into the different sides of campus. There was a lot of data entry and a lot of moving parts, as you can imagine. Gotcha. Yeah, so... You know, all from my perspective from the from the off campus side, because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, first year it was just taking everything over from construction and, you know, moving people in. Right. And then we got into preparing for this, you know, for the first turn. And 
And I kind of use that as a basis point, uh, again, because it's just my perspective, but I I feel like I've kind of gone through the evolution of the turn board from you know <laughs> what it originally was, which is something, it was the make-ready board that was stolen from conventional or duplicated from, from you know, conventional because a lot of off-campus management companies, you know, were, you know, conventional property managers. And, you know, you, you only know what you know and, and the make-ready board, and everybody's seen this. It's either a dry erase board with, you know, grids. You put tape up to kind of grid everything out, and you put the vendors, um, you know, kind of on the rows, and you put the – or. I've actually got that backwards. You put the units on the on the on the rows that you're labeling, and then across the top on the columns, you got the different vendors that you're sending in. And you know there was, I'm sure everybody's aware of of Peachtree, the you know the big thick magazine that you get or go to their website these days, and you know you could order those on the on the tear off you know uh, big poster board sheets, right? And and that's the way you know my first turn. That's that's what was done. Those poster board sheets were taken, and you know we put it. We took a permanent marker, which was really stupid, and, <laughs> and went through and you know labeled everything. Uh, you know, put all the units that, that we knew were going to that we had move outs on, and all this is like you know a week before. And of course, people ended up coming in the last minute to renew. So you just end up scratching through the room that you've got there for them on, on that row. But anyway, that that's you go through and you would put your turn sheets together by looking at that board, and you know then you would check off once those turn sheets came back in. It was very you know very basic. It worked, but you know my first property was a 520 bed townhome community, so. You know, decent size property, but when you started getting to projects that were above 700, above 1,000 beds, there wasn't enough real estate in the clubhouse to put up all, <laughs> all of those <laughs> poster boards with, with the make-ready board on it. So, although I've seen a lot of people attempt to do it, it's just not the best way. And later at another company uh, that um, I really kind of you know, this is my first general manager position. I worked with a, a developer that was, this was their first apartment community. They had done, you know, the as I've referred to before, kitty condos. And if you don't know what a kitty condo is, just go Google it. But actually, that may not be a good idea. Um, if you want to know what a kitty condo is, send me an email. <laughs> anyway, the... Um, and it's not, a, it's not a kitty, like a kitty cat condo. It's a kid e condo anyway you know this was a this was a development group that had done condos and you know was used to the construction process and and managing their project you know on a spreadsheet like this and they had developed and it wasn't anything that they came up with specifically they stole i mean duplicated it from somewhere else (laughs) and you know but but they had and it was you know that same make ready board but in excel uh, you know, in an Excel workbook, but they did some things to it to help them forecast a lot better. And that was one of the things that I was just super impressed with when I started working with them because, you know, it was the president of the company who, you know, came up with that. This wasn't, you know, a, a, 
regional manager or something like that. It was the president of the company and you know, rolled his sleeves up and put boots on the ground and, and he was managing and had managed for a couple of years everything that had to do with turn. And so, you know, he applied, you know, his knowledge of, of being able to scale things and, and things from the construction side to turn that turn board, not into something that could just monitor when things were being done, but how much needed to be done in order to complete it on time. And, you know, there were formulas over to the side so that, you know, anytime someone checked off a box, it automatically calculated and you could say, okay, We've got five more days left of painting. You only got 30 done to 30 rooms done today. You know, in order for you to complete painting in five days, you've got to you've got to average 40 a day going forward. And then you could have a, a conversation with that, you know, with that vendor and say, are you going to be able to do this? Like, were there were there problems that we only got 30 done today? Or was there, uh, you know, is there was it too big of a task that we need to bring in another vendor so that you can make those decisions at the end of each day and not be caught by surprise, you know, when, when you've got cleaners that are on top of, of painters and, you know, they're all arguing with each other and, you know, nothing gets done and everybody's just pissed off. So that that's where, you know, we certainly were by, you know, the, the late nineties, I would say really through 2005, 2006, and then there was kind of a little bit more of an evolution that happened uh, with these other super sheets and some things that would at least make the setup easier as far as you know pulling out some things from your property management system and inserting certain you know macros and things like that in order to set up the sheet and and also double check a lot of the a lot of the work and the calculations. We'll get into into that too much, but. After that, everybody was really, I know me personally, screaming at the property management systems that were out there saying, look, you've got you've got a great make ready board, but this is what we need in student housing. And, you know, <laughs> they would say, oh, well, you know, we'll just change the units over to 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 bedrooms. And I'm like, well, that's great, but I need a turn board where I can actually see the status of all bedrooms, regardless if they have to be turned or not. Mm-hmm. And that I don't, I don't know if there's one out there still that that provides that, um, uh, you know, because when you're going into a four bedroom apartment, you know, number one hundred one, and two people are still living there, I don't want to go back and check a rent roll to see which two rooms I'm supposed to be doing or who, you know, if I go into a an apartment and I know I'm I've got on the make ready board I've got, you know bedrooms one and two and i get in there and you know one and three are actually occupied and the other ones need to be turned and then i have to go through you know a whole nother thing of trying to figure out why that's happening right and so there needed to be something that was more integrated with the property management system and and you know kind of a kind of the rent roll report um uh, so that we were getting accurate information on not only what needed to be done, but you know who was going into those rooms. So if something was going to be delayed, we would be able to say, "Hey, you got to call Matt Smith and tell him he needs to move in in the afternoon instead of in the morning because we've got a countertop that's got to be replaced and it's not going to be ready." Uh, so anyway, 
that's when uh, I think you were you were probably having a lot of the same frustrations I was having with that whole process as well. And no one willing to step up from the property management system side to say, let's build something for student housing that takes care of all these issues. And, you know, and then on top of that, we had the whole thing of doing purchase orders or some type of work order to the vendors that we were using. And how we were tracking that and backing that into the into the uh, Excel workbook or whatever type of term board we were using. And uh, quite honestly, I'd just given up that it would ever happen, <laughs> that we would have yeah. something more. And then I met you guys, you know, a little bit over a year ago. And I just have been completely impressed with, with all the things that you've been able to, to do with Easy Turn and solving those issues. So... So with that being said, I mean that kind of brings us up to date. You're you're not only solving that issue for you know for off campus, but on campus is finding it a solution as well. So tell everybody, you know, what does you know before before we actually get in, what does Easy Turn do? Just give us a really quick why why are the other folks that are trying this out? Why are they why are they making the jump? Yeah, so a, a lot of the things you just went over are obviously pretty pretty universally uh, frustrating to everybody. And again, I tell everyone, you only have to do one turn to realize that it, it's not a fun process. And and I think everything that you just mentioned there can all be learned within the first, you know, within the very first turn period. So uh, you know, whether you've been in it for five years, ten years, one year, they all kind of have the same types of issues they run into. And and one part that you didn't touch on too much there. Um, that, that I'm going to touch on, which is great because I'll, I'll touch on it. But it, it really is, has to do with vendor accountability. Um, that was one thing. And, you know, everyone looks at it differently. So I was on much the facility money. side. Yeah, I'm going to stop you for just a minute. Yeah. You know, next to utilities, the, the management, vendor management, and what's happening on the invoicing side is probably the biggest uncontrollable, controllable expense that, you're, that people are going to see on a, on a student housing P&L. You know, there's a lot of things on the utility side that I think we've got more room to be able to to control those expenses. But on the turn side, that's the other thing. If if you didn't have a really great manual process in place, there's money being lost there. And even with great manual processes, there still leaves a lot of, of, of gaping holes out there for, uh, I, I don't even want to say malicious abuses to happen, but... There's it just leaves a lot of room for complacency. Yeah, for things to well, the two things: one, things not to be done, which you know screws up move in, and two, people getting paid on things that they shouldn't have been paid on because they didn't do the work. Absolutely, absolutely. So that of course was the drive of a lot of it. So like I said, my perspective was a little bit different being on the facility side. Uh, When you were mentioning the room status and stuff, that is stuff I had to deal with more when I was worrying about that side of it. But even the frustrations I had just from the facility side, it was, you know, just hearing and, and everyone's kind of experienced this. It's really late in turn. You were real. You were on them early on about go backs and everything else. And it gets kind of towards the end of turn and everything is kind of flipped upside down and your deadline is coming. And um, maybe your expectations aren't lowering, but your patience and your, and your ability to go back are, are lowering. And then at the end of it, you just start to think. And it's horrible. Hopefully no one ever has to think this, but we'll just get our guys to go in there and touch it up instead of bringing them back. Like they left for the day. We have to get this done. You know, we're going to have to go pick up this slack. And that really is the worst thing when you think about it. Cause like you said, we're paying for that unit either way. Um, 
but that does happen. I've seen it. I've heard people tell me stories where that's happened. And it's really, really frustrating to think that we're paying for stuff that we didn't get, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, so, I mean, that focus there too. And another one is some of these business, just because, and everyone knows this, just because you are a great painter and have a great painting crew, a quick education on how to actually run and function a business is a completely different skill set. Some of these people are actually, and, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but they really are looking for this. This is actually taking some pressure off their shoulders. These people do not really understand the best way to give invoices. I've joked about it before, about literally getting invoices on the back of envelopes before. Well, they'll say, these are my units that I got done today. And it's a, you know, a three envelope long, three number or four number, wide line that goes all the way down that you're going and scrolling through so uh, these people aren't necessarily always uh, the best at putting that together especially on the scale that it is they're, they're used to building one house at a time they're not used to having 400 units 200 units so that's another thing that was frustrating for me was um, trying to help them out there's also been people i've come across since even working with easy turn where they said they've actually had to write their vendors invoices up they've actually had to type them up for them and send them to themselves so just hearing that kind of outcry people don't want to complain up the chain all the time so maybe regionals don't hear it but some of these people are just have the mentality of i have to do whatever it takes to get it done i don't want to sound like the annoying one who's going to keep bringing it up to my regional so whatever i'm writing my my you know i don't want them to say oh you chose the wrong painter so they're to suck that up they're saying okay fine i'm writing my own invoice to myself for my vendors and it, that's sad to me yeah 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 it's you know I, and if if you're if you're not you can call them work orders you can call them turn sheets you can call them turn assignments whatever but there's you know as you're assigning a vendor to go into a particular unit to, to do work, there should be a checklist sheet, you know, that, that is given to them that they have to sign off of when they say it's done, that someone from the management team should be signing off once they inspect it. And I always took those, once those came in to, to myself, if I was, you know, the, the turn board operator of, of a, you know, specific property, uh, you know, I would take those and, and make copies of them. And give the copies back to that um, uh, back to that specific vendor, and say, "Look, this is what was returned to me. This is the only you don't get paid on anything without a signature from management staff. And so you can make invoices off of this if you've got if you don't feel like you've received all the you know all the turn assignments you know the the approved copies, then let's have a conversation about it. But you know, and they already knew from the meetings that we had prior to turn. If I don't have one of those, you don't get paid on it. It's just mm-hmm. as simple as that. And, um, you know, and so they made sure that when I told them, hey, I'm going to be providing you copies of everything that I've got. They were there every afternoon, sometimes several times a day in the office getting those you know copies of invoices. And, you know, I, I was happy to do it. I, you know, I hated spending the money on all the copies, but. I was happy to do it because it allowed them to it allowed transparency into everything that we were doing, and you know it, it made the invoicing so much more cleaner. And that is that is a, an important thing on the back end of turn um, uh, of being able to process invoices and and get those folks paid on time so that they're happy and they come they want to come back next year, right? Absolutely. 
Good so, vendors are hard to find. Yes, yes, especially in small college towns. So uh, anyway, um, didn't want to go too far off the the subject of, of the turn board, but so uh, so thanks for sharing that on on you know why so many companies are making the jump over to to easy turn. I want you to kind of walk through uh, myself and, and the rest of the audience, kind of the from A to Z uh, of switching over to easy turn you know what what's different about it what's what's the process you know let's let's just start with with onboarding you know i, I call you up i've got a hundred a hundred um a bed property let's say and i say lincoln look i'm tired of keeping up with this with spreadsheets and manual invoices and all this kind of stuff i want to put my property on easy turn what walk me through where, where we go from there once we've got an agreement signed yeah, so I'm not going to lie, that's an area that we've gotten to sharpen, and it's a lot better now than it was in the very beginning. The onboarding process doesn't seem like there's a uh, great handbook for how to do software onboarding that exists out there. So we've had some trial and error. But um, yeah, our, our onboarding process now is, is we give a little homework initially, and uh, once we get that information back, you know, our, our process is cut down to a couple of hours. So we're pretty happy about that. But as far as information we ask for, once we have an agreement in place, um, and once we've kind of gone over the, the basic flow of how it goes, we do that. So when we're going through the steps, they can understand why we need the different uh, bits of information that we need. But really, we just kind of at this moment just have a simple upload sheet that we have that um, is an Excel form of buildings, units, bed counts uh, that we get and receive from them. Once you get it and upload it one time, you can keep copying it over and over again inside the system. So uh, it's not any more than just the initial time that we upload that sheet on there, but you will upload a basic sheet that puts all your information into easy turn. Um, like I said, if you're multiple buildings or whatnot, it'll, it'll show all in there and it will subcategorize per building. Um, but obviously the, you know, every, every campus is different mid rise or whatnot. So we get the initial upload sheet. It shows statuses at that time, uh, of the rooms. We have different statuses. We have R for renewal, V for vacant, TI transfer in, TO transfer out, EM early move in. Wait a minute. You um, thought about, you thought about the transfers? <laughs> we, we, we do cover transfers. Yeah. Um, we definitely had to categorize those cause obviously it changes the layout and <laughs> when you're a, looking to schedule on the turn board, you really need that to be on there. So that's something we didn't even, uh, we didn't even talk about earlier when I was talking about the paper make ready boards and you know, there was no column for transferring in and transferring out. <laughs> no, those were kind of written over all the other lines, weren't they? Those uh, yeah. Were just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, funny it, when you were mentioning that, though, the board I pictured was the first one I saw, which was a Kinko special, and it literally wrapped three quarters around uh, our property manager's walls. It just covered everything. <laughs> it was just taped, and it was the tiniest boxes to make them fit, and we're up there with the fine-tipped Expo markers writing in information, so I know exactly what that looks like. Now, I, I know there's an experienced general manager out there that is asking this question in the back of their head. Will easy turn will easy turn handle a double or a triple transfer? Yeah, so we've had those already. <laughs> um, we've had doubles. Uh, yeah, you know it's 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 funny with the roommate matching aspect when that comes into it because then all of a sudden one person's moving out of this room into this room and that person has to get out and and just something you really never think about. If you had all the time in the world to think about, would that ever really need to happen? Without experiencing, you'd think probably no. But sure enough, some properties we come across. They'll have 15, 20 double transfers as well as another handful of 
uh, transfers that happen every year. So that really changes the logistics and the breakdown and the uh, the way that you handle those. So we definitely had to find a way to indicate those in our term board because we really didn't want anyone to lose anything. We really wanted the transition to be as smooth as possible from going to, again, an expo marker in your hand and, and some smeared on the outside of your pinky there and um, to go from that to a desktop. So, Or, or if you're on Wes's site, you have a permanent marker, so you've got a nice birthmark on the end of your hand at that point. <laughs> but... You know, just we really wanted to make the transition as easy as possible. And, you know, I looked for these products and I, I really did. I looked for these products and every time I'd come across one, they'd say, well, yeah, you know, you know, this work around here you could do, you know, you're, you'd be able to do that. But what it felt like is I'm paying for this product that does 50 other things and I need, you know, a small portion of it. And even then, it really wasn't going to replace everything I needed. I would still need a parallel uh, sheet that I would have to run because it didn't cover all the bases. So yeah. really, yeah. we say this, but the birth of this was out of frustration and the inability to find someone else who did it. We found a lot of people that had generic calendars that they would do, but nothing interacted with the vendors like our system does. And we looked for that, and I needed that um, to stay off my phone for five seconds during turn. I joke and say my phone never rung. I just kept clicking over the whole day sometimes. And it really was the case for good portions of the day. I would literally just say, sorry, someone's beeping in. And that's how I answered my phone for most of the day, one call to the next. So um, with this system, we obviously try to reduce that as well. So, you know, we talked about you talked about the onboarding. So you've got a process for for doing that for everybody. Um, Then when you get past that, you're talking about the the integration and the training, not just with property management software necessarily. But what I really mean by integration is getting all the folks involved um you know with with the vendors because you're not only training your own staff you got to train your vendors that you only work with you know maybe a couple times of the year at most um you got to get them bought into it and and more importantly trained um how do you guys how do you guys handle that so when it comes to the man i I always invite you know this is you know, being being biased because I, I was a facility manager for so long, but I always invite those to if if they want them to be there. But I always suggest at least make sure you know if your facility manager can be there that they be there. If you have an AGM, have them be on the call because it really kind of helps if you tell three people the same thing. It's a lot easier to. Did he mention this for this or how does this work or do you remember? And somebody out of the three at least, if you do a case like that, they're going to remember how to do that. Um, but I always encourage them to all get on and I get on and I end up sharing screen and I really do. I just walk through with them the whole system. And and obviously with our, with our name being easy to run, we really wanted to create a system that really was very easy and simple to use. Um, we didn't try to overthink it. We didn't try to have, you know, too many, Oh, into this window, then into this window, then into this window and just two more windows. And then you'll be at the window right before the one you need. So we really wanted to make a system that was really easy to use, very self-explanatory. And, uh, I've actually had time to live or not where I get done talking for, you know, 30, 35, 40 minutes to do a full walkthrough of the system from creating a turn event, which is what we create to start our process, um, to invoicing, which is the end of it, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I say, do you have any questions? And sometimes I've literally had no, no questions on the back end. And I'm wondering if they get it and I get them set up and I'm checking it and they are moving right along. So uh, I'm not saying I'm an amazing speaker. I think we have a great software that really is easy to use. So once I put them in the right direction, everything else just kind of makes sense. And I will say 
you know, nowadays people are a lot more resilient where they're going to kind of figure it out on their own as they go. Uh, we don't want anyone to be stuck. So we do have a 1-800 number and stuff that people can contact and speak to somebody and get the information and get walked through and give me a second. I'll hop on your account. And let's go through this. Um, we've done plenty of that. Uh, we have a crew together that's been doing a great job with all the troubleshooting right now. So, yeah, I mean, we that's how we train the initial staff. And they've actually been kind of they'll kind of take that momentum and go down and show their employees. One thing I didn't get into yet, but we actually do have a system where we do track your offsite vendors, but we can also track your actual employees. So if you have your employees going through and trashing out a building or doing maintenance, they could actually have their own easy turn app. You can actually assign them out a floor at a time, a building at a time to go trash out and they can leave notes about what they found or what they run into as they're going throughout it. So yeah, yeah. you're right. It, literally everybody kind of has to be trained, but really once we train the top, they can move it down, but we do have, of you know, availability for phone calls from the vendors, which again, we made theirs even the easiest platform of all to navigate. So with that, you know, we could help them get on their way without having to be well, watched through the whole process. It's kind of, you know, one kind of evolution step in the turn board that I hit on uh, just a little bit, but um, I'll talk about it a little bit more, but uh, because... So, so there was this other uh, kind of the last thing that I did before, you know, jumping out of the um, operation side into the consulting side is uh, there was another, I can't remember, it's something like super sheets or uh, sheets on steroids. I don't know what it's called, um, <laughs> but it kind of integrates the whole thing of, of, you know, online forms you know, which could be substituted for, you know, you could send a form if you've ever done Google forms or anything like that, where you can, you know, send a form to, you know, let's call that your, your turn assignment sheet. Um, you could send that, uh, you know, a link to that, a specific link. You could say, okay, this is apartment 101's, you know, painting worksheet. And you could send that to the, to the vendor that it was assigned to, as well as the person that was, you know, authorized from the management staff to, to approve it. Right. And, you know, they would see when the vendor checked it off and the other person could go in and then all that stuff would move back over to the spreadsheet, um, part of it where it would automatically knock off, uh, you know, would knock off painting. Right. And you could click into the end of that cell and it would bring up, you know, Joe, the painter, um, uh, you know, did it um, or, or said it was complete at 3.20 and at 4.20, you know, Mark, the leasing consultant, checked it and approved it, right? So, um, uh, but the the problem with that, to, back to your point about how easy, easy turn is, um, and I'm glad you named it that because it, it keeps it, you know, right at the forefront of you guys of, of, you know, thinking, you know, when you start talking about development, of the app, you just gotta keep it easy. And uh, you know the the thing that I was having issues with with that other um, with that other application was that the forms that would go off that would go out were not that intuitive for a mobile device, which is what everybody was using to to check through this. And it's been two months or so since I've you know seen the last demo of, of Easy Turn, but you guys made it really feel like, you know, a, a well, it is a native app, but, you know, it, it's if, if you're using other social media and other other similar type of applications, you know, on your on your 
iPhone or Android. God bless you, but um, it works. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's very intuitive. It's not something where you're having to you know pinch and zoom in and and do all that stuff to make sure that you've got everything complete. So, um, kudos to you guys for for doing that. So, you know, I get it with the integration and the, and the training. Um, it's, it's, it's there, but it is honestly so easy that, you know, it, it's very intuitive. Um, and I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So now kind of walk us through the experience, um, be it from the resident to the vendor to a staff member to the accounts um, payable person. Um, on our side or the even the accounts receivable person for the vendor kind of walk through what that experience is like from move out to move in okay yeah so first off i, I know too since our initial thing being set with turn a lot of the stuff that we have kind of found out that our system actually doubles as is and i'm only bringing this up to answer your question is we do have a great system for doing things like quarterly inspections as well and, you know, I, I always preach to everyone that the best way to have a best turn is to have great quarterlies mm-hmm. and to know what you're dealing with. And with our system, um, you are able to kind of go through and select like a furniture function, if you will, and go through and take a picture of furniture pieces that you need, um, issues with it at, you know, your last quarterlies that then you can look at and, uh, you know, create your sheets and stuff from. But uh, when you mentioned from the move out time, another one of our functions we have is a chargeback system that our system does very cleanly. So instead of, and I talk about this in other podcasts at times, but my first property, I don't know if we were the only ones, but we had little whiteboards. I think they were actually shaped like a uh, like an apple. I think they got them from the Dollar Tree. Little small whiteboards, and we were running around with markers and writing room numbers on them and taking pictures in front of all the damages. Um, and then we'd go back and we'd all turn our thumb drives in or you know SD cards or or email these files and then they end up I always say huge you know corner to corner on your email uh, over zoomed in pictures but with our system too we found out it actually works great for chargeback so it's been a great tool for that where they can go through take pictures on the app of all the damages put the notes in there come back it's all stored on the cloud no transferring everything's live on your computer and go ahead and put in your information into your fill in the blank and try to yardy whatnot so. But on move out, that's what that's one experience for the move out that they can use the system. But as far as move out in real time, if you have maybe some people moving out right when the school semester is done and you're in off campus housing, you know you do get a small portion that does move out that do move out immediately. Um, with our system, you are able to go in there and schedule as part of the move out process. So a basic move out is here's my uh, my sheet, my keys, my mail key, my you know all the different things you need, parking pass, depending on where you're at. You turn it all in, and one of the stations, everyone has the little stations around the clubhouse, crisscrossing and whatnot, trying to make the best flow of traffic. But one of those stations can literally be pulled up on the easy turn, and from the time they move out, if it's the last person in that unit, you can go in there and actually go ahead, and, and if you have cleaners on site or your trash out personnel on site to go in there and clear bag and black bag, um, you know, and go through and check it, you can actually assign them at that time and it will pop up on their phones. Um, so if they're hanging out, you know, drinking Red Bull in the in the maintenance area and all of a sudden on their phone, it'll pop up an, an alert to say that they have a unit. You know, if they're on the back of the property, they don't have to get that phone call. As they're moving out, they say, all right, you guys, let's, let's move. Grab the bags. We're going to go to 312. Um, they're out. So they'll go in there and do their walkthrough, you know, damages, get their bags, you know, bag up the, the goods, get rid of the trash. 
get it out of there. And from there, they can move right on over to the cleaners and activate the cleaners. And they can just go from step by step. So, uh, again, we try to keep people off their phones in the phone call sense, but still on their phones so they can monitor and see what's going on with the term process. So, literally, as part of the move out process, they can start that ball rolling to get that unit turned. So um, that's something that's been utilized and it's pretty cool. Also works on campus with different camps where people move out early and they want to get in there and get that unit ready for the next camp or obviously for the end of the year. So that's kind of a cool way that we implemented it where you can just kind of start your whole motion as your move out process. So there's really no transition. It goes straight into move out, right into people inside the room, trashing it out doing damages and moving on. So it's a pretty cool system to get that going. So I, that's the move out experience. I know Sorry. I know what the I know what the inspection process for the for the quarterlies. Um, there's the ability to, to take photos for documenting and that type of thing. Um, is that available for the rest of the process as well? Uh, the photos and whatnot, yes. The photos are probably one of our most used thing that we have. We have people that will literally take 15, 20 photos within one unit to document everything going on inside that unit if it's one of those what we call special units um, that have a lot of stuff going on. But, yes, you can the, – the conversation and the message thread that we have, they're all room-specific. So it's kind of cool to get to see a nice archived history of each room. But you can go in there and, um, you know, keep – adding on the pictures uh, through any of our processes, which obviously makes it a big tool for maintenance during turn time as well to remember what they need. Instead of hauling down something, um, they can actually take a picture of it and go down and check back through and find out what they need to bring so, to complete and finish gotcha. it out. Yeah, that's a good point. So, And it's not just the, the quarterly inspection, the move-out inspection, but even you know if, if I'm going in to check behind the painter and you know I see you know paint that's been dropped on the carpet or whatever, um, am I able to to get a picture of that at that point in time as well, and and notify the the painter with it, or is that just something that you you do outside of the system? Nope, that's all within the system. So that's that's one of our billing bigging bigger selling points, if I can speak today. Bigger selling points that we have is how clean our go backs are, and we had talked earlier some about the pros for the vendors. Um, the vendors actually really like this process. So before, and I've been guilty of this, I'd say something to the sort of, um, yeah, three twelve, you know, three fifteen is it's you got to go back to three fifteen. It needs some more touch up. And so what does that do? That sends this guy to send one of his workers to go up into a room. And uh, I tell everyone in the military, they used to mess with me on that all the time. And they'd go in a room and say, nope, not ready yet. You go in there and redo everything, trying to find that one thing. <laughs> At the end of it, it could have been a little dust on top of the door frame on your way out the door. But you'll just keep going in there and it's a mind game. Well, we don't really have time to play mind games during turn. So um, no, we no don't. lessons needed to be learned then. So we've gotten good feedback to definitely say that, you know, for sure they love the go back system instead of saying this one's not done yet and again i tell people this example if you say this room's not done yet and i've worked with a painting company before they could be bringing a ladder ceiling paint wall paint trim paint a drop cloth depending on what the job is so if they go and they pop up on the phone and you see it's literally a scuff mark or something behind a door they can simply grab a you know peanut rollers we call them little small rollers little peanut rollers some paint run up there and hit that spot and be done with it so the clarity that they have and what they need to bring, especially if you're making these guys walk up three sets of stairs in a breezeway or something, um, the same thing goes with cleaning. If you just tell them this room needs to be touched up, they could be up there with um, you know, a mop bucket, a vacuum, and everything else. But if they see it's 
something sticky on a mirror, they can grab a razor blade, a Windex, and a rag and, you know, throw that in their back pocket and hop up the stairs. So it really does change the um, just the process that it's done. Now, sometimes we are better explained, but even then, the combination of words and pictures to show what needs to be done, uh, I mean, that's been, a, that's been a game changer. We've heard that left and right. That changes everything, and it really does speed it up. And, it's again, it's no time to, to prove your point or to stand firm. We just want everyone to work quickly and efficiently, and we want the problem that we see to be fixed so then we can approve it. So, um that's how the system works. The vendor will start the unit, complete the unit, and at that time it goes to a walk list for the property. They have their own app for the property. They will go walk their walk list instead of you know them shafting to go fish. Like, what units are done so I can walk them? And they send them a text back seven minutes later, and then they go walk it. In this system, as they're done, it creates a walk list for you. You go click on your walk list. It puts them in numerical order by building, and you go walk your units. And in that unit is when you can swipe over and um, – we have a little swipe left, swipe right thing on, on that thing, but you swipe over and you uh, can select either to approve the room or to send them on a go back, which prompts the camera. So we really encourage that high communication because it really helps both sides move so much faster. So uh, before we get into before we get into kind of the experience with the with the invoicing, let's talk about move-in day. Is there anything that you would use the app for on move-in day? You know, move-in condition inspection form is what's coming to my mind is there anything that that properties use the use easy turn for specifically with move-in day well like i mentioned earlier about the alerting type system that you have if it's i mean i've seen move-in days at various places some have the whole clipboard thing where you come down from your room and you'll go up and if it's a pain issue put your pain issue room number on this sheet if it's this put it here or whatnot um Again, with our system, with the fact that it alerts you, almost everyone requires your vendor to come back for your move-in day and have a couple bodies on site with material. You know, again, you can literally input that data. So instead of having a clipboard, you could have a person sitting there, and guess what? They can take your paint issues and maintenance issues. It doesn't matter. Um, instead of I've seen people with two desks, one you know clipboard for each, this person sitting back there with a laptop, signed in the easy turn. As an issue comes in, they can write down a description. They can write down the room number, assign an individual to it that you know that paint company, or if it's your own staff, uh, maybe someone to go clean it, or if you want to send your maintenance person to go fix something quickly, you assign that vendor. You um, begin that unit and they will get an alert on their phone no matter where they're at on there to see that okay we can go in here there's actually possibilities and we've seen it where they can actually beat you to the room because they could have been near the room and you went all the way to the front desk to put in your your issue um and they're already back there you know working on it by the time they even get back up to their room so that communication awesome. again it's preventing a phone call or even a text or it's su- such a smooth uh, sway to just for all the touch-ups that need to be done they can just be assigned immediately alerted and they're in that room so okay. that's and, the best tool probably for the moving day part and again that's that's a you know phone call comes into the main office someone goes into easy turn and and you know puts that task in there but the let me just make sure i understand this correctly because i know you've made a lot of updates and maybe maybe this is one of them the the resident doesn't actually log into easy turn or, or have some type of access to easy turn where they can submit a work you know a turn specific work order the resident would just go through the process that they normally do of either using you know the property's work request app or calling into the leasing office right 
Correct. And some of that is to not try to go out there and not really trying to go toe to toe with the work order systems that exist as far as, you know, the you know, like I said, all the big names. Again, yeah, they have yeah, their own yeah. work order system. We really want people to see us as a complement to that, something that can be used alongside of that. But we are kind of the work order system for the turn period because, again, the, the other work orders, you know, they can tell you you should go back and make a work order for everything you do in a unit during turn. But you've been on properties, Wes. I've been on properties. <laughs> I don't know people who are – if they go in there and have a screwdriver in their hand and a striker plate it's is not dangling a, down, they're not, not going to go create a turn event or create a, a hey, work order, then start the work order, then complete the work order. They're going to run and fix that you know, yeah. that issue. It's, so, it's, uh, a completely, it's a completely unrealistic expectation. And if, <laughs> if, there's a, yeah. if there's a regional manager or someone in some kind of site, you know, C-suite office or something that is making that suggestion – you need to find some other place to work because they really don't understand student housing. No. Uh, <laughs> so, they need to go do a couple turns. <laughs> well, and, you know, they don't understand how to uh, listen to their people either. So, anyway, I digress. So, let, let's let's now talk back in regards to what's going on with uh, invoicing and, and that experience. Walk us, walk us through that. And, and again, I'm kind of – you know, I, I know the efficiencies there, so I'm kind of asking this like I don't know. But, you know, as far as, you know, where where are those efficiencies? Because, uh, you know, otherwise, if I don't have easy turn, I'm taking some type of checklist, work order system, checking it against the turn board, checking it against, you know, a, a contract, you know, for the pricing. Talk to us a little bit about how, uh, you know, how there are efficiencies with that whole system. Definitely. So from the very beginning, when you get your pricing back from your vendor, uh, everyone does it different. And this is another thing. Like I said, I've learned so much since doing the selling part of Easy Turn because, you know, from seeing seven properties to seeing 70 properties is a big jump. So uh, it's been interesting. Now I've seen people that do, you know, hourly, day rate, um, you know, you see all the different breakdowns. But I was kind of always initially, uh, to say brought up sounds weird, but brought up around the idea of, um, a full four bedroom price, full two bedroom price, a single room price, a single common area price, single bathroom price, whatnot. Um, that's kind of how I always saw it and saw the breakdown for it. But we actually cover all those bases. So um, a cool thing about our system as far as it's kind of a self-forecasting system. If you actually put in all your people's pricing and they do kind of have a four bedroom set price, two bedroom, single bedroom price, we are able to put those all in initially. And as you actually schedule out, it will show you and calculate you for the amount to say, if everything you have just scheduled was completed right now, this is how much you would be invoiced. Uh, so it's a great forecasting tool before turn even starts. If you're, let's say, uh, mid-July or whatnot, and you want to go ahead and actually create that turn event, and you're in there and you're putting all the information in, and you already have in their data with pricing, it will show you what you're going to spend on turn that year. Now, obviously, there's curveballs, there's drywall repairs, there's extra bad units, there's you know furniture, there's all the things that pop in. So we do have a fully customizable field as well where you can add to the price or replace the price with something new. But as far as having a good general idea of what your budget's going to be with your vendors, you can see all of that before turn starts. And we also have a regional view where you can peek in on that. So if you're a regional and have five properties, you can see, okay, how come this guy's $20,000 over budget right now? And that's before we have the curveballs that come with turn. So it's a great way to monitor and to do that. So that system actually sets up our invoicing. Like I just mentioned, we have the 
preset pricing. We have the customized pricing where you can replace that algorithm of a price or you can add money to it if they need additional services in that room. Um, but it stores all those numbers in our system. And also, as I mentioned earlier, we do require approval for invoice. So like Wes mentioned earlier where he held it kind of hostage, if you will, that if you don't have these sheets, you're not invoicing because he had to do something to prevent them from double invoicing or for invoicing work that wasn't complete. We tackled the same issue. We have a system where you are actually unable to invoice for that unit until the property is signed off to say it's approved. So um, another thing, too, we completely prevent double units because that was something I couldn't stand was finding the same unit on the list twice. And not that that was always done in a malicious way, but you look at numbers long enough and they all look the same. And so our system only allows you to put in one room number you know, per turn event. So we also can make people rest assured that you're not going to have a double unit inside there. So we got rid of paying for units you didn't want to pay for that weren't done to your expectation. We got rid of double units. Those were two issues I couldn't stand. And so with our system now, again, they invoice through the uh, the vendors invoice through their app once once they have an accumulating number at the bottom of their uh, actual app screen every single time you hit approve that number will grow so they love that oh it's at 12 units now oh a couple hours later they checked a few more units and said they were good now we're at 20 units and then however they're supposed to bill if you're certain companies it's daily other companies say bill twice during turn um, and probably every answer in between that I'm sure there's some every other days half days whatever else there are but they can invoice from their phone they're gonna get a nice clean invoice email um, with a um, you know with a uh, invoice number uh, the date they sent it the room numbers the building numbers or names and just a real clean nice invoice sheet that's going to come in that you're going to get and um, it, it helps out the property to have something clean and again you use that because we're holding it hostage the properties are holding it hostage by saying if it's not done to what we want we're not going to pay for it so um, our invoicing system has been very successful um, and it's, it's just been a great tool to see we also have an analytics page too that shows the tracking throughout the time but between those two tools they're just two tools that never really existed before to have in such a clean sense where you didn't have to compile your own invoice list this compiles it for you you can search within your invoices on your desktop so there's a lot of different things we do with invoicing um, that we really think helps out any size level property and any any size vendor you just unpacked so much right there. <laughs> um, and, and quite honestly, one of the first things you were talking about was forecasting. And I don't know that I heard everything else because I, I, I don't know that I could overhear you from all the angels singing hallelujah. Um, um, so let me, let me just go to, through a couple of things there that you mentioned just so everybody understands how important this is. So forecasting feature. I mean, you know, if you know what your, you know, a lot of these properties are in a fortunate situation where they're able to kind of close off renewals at the end of, at the end of spring semester and know exactly how many units they're going to end up turning, how many bedrooms they're going to be turning. So I can enter all that information in the easy turn at that point in time and say, okay, this is what, this is what the number is, is going to be, or it's going to be very close to this. And can already see, okay, this is what we budgeted, are we above or, or under, and, you know, maybe there's maybe there's some additional, just having that information that far in advance and being able, in, in, or just any time prior to turn so that you can, you know, you can make a decision, oh, well, hey, we're, you know, we're actually going to be under budget, maybe this is the time that, you know, we 
spend some of that extra operating dollars on you know upgrading the grills at the pool or something you know along those lines right that's that's huge um regional view you know i I can't tell you how because when you're working with spreadsheets you know the only thing that that really works with that is someone's updating them um on a daily basis and uploading them to Dropbox or something like that, you've got to go into each individual file folder and hope that they've updated everything. But a regional view with live information, I mean, that is, that, that's just fantastic. Kind of that unified appro- approval process, you know, knowing that something's not going to get paid until <laughs> the, the person that, you know, is approving for payment is, is getting it done. Um, that's huge. You didn't call it unified in- invoicing, but that's what I'll call it. I might steal that. We'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, and I think it may mean something different in another industry, but that that's just, and it's almost like you've, you've gamified it a little bit, right? So the vendors are kind of seeing what they're getting and how quickly, you know, because I, you know, I use it to my advantage as a property manager and I've got, you know, two painters that, you know, I've said, look, you both got two crews here i've got 400 beds have at it you know i'm going to give you five at a time and you know whoever ends up getting the most because they you know did the best quality work Mm -hmm. you know it ends up getting the majority of this project so being able to kind of gamify that a little bit in the way that you described it that's really cool now the other thing you mentioned but didn't go too deep into, and I and I don't want to go necessarily into what is available right now with analytics. But where do you see that going? Especially, you know, last year was beta. You know, you've been able to kind of discern some things from what was collected last year. The future of being able to see the analytics that are coming back. What what kind of insight do you think that's going to end up giving to to property owners and managers? So a lot of the times I'll say I feel like we're collecting data that was never collected before. Mm. Um, the kind of analytics that I'm talking about are ones that I really think are very much so game-changing. And you yourself, you work in the advising realm, and you know that people want to get a toe or want to get a foot into student housing. And a lot of them will try to go and find people from other areas to hire on to give them an idea about it. But I really feel like the data we have is going to be so valuable in that sense because – we're with the fact that we not only, of course, have our vendors information in there, we are tracking cost per bed averages, even down to the region west. So to compare one region, let's say you're a company and you're going to go acquire a new property in an area you know nothing about to be able to go in there and look at, you know, we're going to have a master vendor list as part of our analytics where we, you can actually see vendors that have worked in that area and worked in student housing. That that kind of valuable part is so high. See what the average pricing is in the area. Make sure you're not getting ripped off. But even beyond that, you can time find out how, to your specific property, how long people are averaging to paint your units. From the time they clock in to the time they say they're done, how long has it been inside those units? Uh, how long do they spend in the units? How many units can people get done a day? Because sometimes it really is a crapshoot. And they're like, well, how many units do you want them to do or what's possible? And you ask them and they'll, they'll tell you the world if it gets them the job. But, you know, you'll say, can you do 30 a day? And about any number you could fill in, they'd probably shrug their shoulders and say, yes, like we can do that. But this way you really can see how long it's taken them to do units to see what realistic scheduling is. So as far as the whole picture of analytics, 
We can show you how long they're in units, show you the average cost of beds for that area. We also keep stats on the vendors. Because we have go-backs, and like you just mentioned, having two painters, if you gave each of them 100 units, at the end of the process, you can go back and say, painter A had 11 go-backs, but painter B had 22 go-backs. And these are stats that you can look at. Again, no one was keeping track necessarily of how many go-backs. And to gather that, you'd be going through all these you know, notepads of notes to find out how many go-backs you really had. Our system actually captures how many go-backs each vendor had. So as far as rating the, the quality of the vendors, the average pricing, um, and then, of course, the during-turn process analytics, like you mentioned, seeing the live update from the regional, that's another view they're allowed to see is the analytics page, which is saying – Day four into turn, there are 40% for cleaning, 90% for trash out, 60% for maintenance. You have all those numbers for you accessible from the property side and then also on our regional manager. So analytics covers so much for us, but we know that if you want to know what what's normal for a turn process, we're going to have data after we collect this for enough years, um, have a nice sample size that we can show you the ins and outs of turns by the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm excited. Um, you know, <laughs> you're a real nerd when this stuff geeks you out, and this yeah. just geeks me out. And um, I, but you know, appreciate everything that that you and, and Chase are doing. Uh, for those that don't know, Chase Menenfield, former NFL player, is um, one of the the founders with with Lincoln, and um, he um, he's kind of a turned into a serial entrepreneur as well, but he is really excited about easy turn and, and what it's going to be doing for the industry. And, and part of that actually got him the Forbes 30 under 30 this past year. So big congrats to, to, uh, to chase for being able to accomplish that this year. And just really excited about what you guys are doing, excited about you being a part of this podcast as a co-host and you know as i've mentioned before so thanks for everything that that you're doing really quick people want to get more information about easy turn one you know say someone's listening to this on july 15th is this something that they can get implemented if they've got move outs on july 31st definitely um like i said with the process that we have as far as the upload sheet and moving from there and a couple hour training on there, our system really, we really can get you up and going. Just a real touch of a story. Last year, our our development, certain aspects were running a little behind last year. It was our very first year. We didn't even know if we'd get up, up, up in time for that, for the university schedule of being early May, but we actually got on board and had a pretty large company use us uh, with almost no time to go. So definitely it's possible. They only had a couple days to go. So definitely if you're looking at 15 days or so, Contact us, easyturn.net. Uh, my my email is Lincoln, L-I-N-C-O-L-N, at easy, the letters easy, turn.net. Uh, you can you can shoot me an email and uh, or visit the site and you know we can we can definitely make that happen in that time period. We want to be quick, easy to easy to use solution and we talk in person. No uh, no automated anything uh, going on. So definitely call and we'll 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 gauge it and feel it out. And like I said, we've been through the fire, so so we know how the process goes and, and we can help you get on your way. Well, great. Really quick, just a you know, kind of a couple quick things for for our listeners. Uh, again, thanks to you, Lincoln, for you know doing what you're doing with Easy Term, but you know being a part of not just the podcast, but the SHI community. And when I say community, I don't mean just kind of the tribe that's following the podcast. But we now have 
the Student Housing Insight Community, which is a forum board, a job board, um, uh, you know, file share board. It's it's really the place that we want uh, student housing professionals to to go to and, and be a resource because. We're all about making student housing better, and we know that that's not going to happen unless we're able to network and learn from each other and and be able to to incubate ideas. And so that is the place to do it. So go to studenthousinginsight.com. You'll see a member login in the upper right-hand corner, um, and you can uh, go and sign up there. Lincoln, you're you're on there as well. Thanks for for joining. I know that you'll probably have a lot of you know folks can reach out to you and chat through Student Housing Insight uh, community directly, and, and can certainly send you a message through there. Also, if you are not, we've got a really great tool for you guys. For at least some of you, maybe it's really for the ones that are that are new to student housing, or maybe you've been in student housing for a while and maybe you've never used a turn board um, like we've described um, and, and maybe easy turn is not something that you can get implemented right away please don't use paper or dry erase boards uh, I, i've put together many of turn boards i've, I've created one specifically uh, for providential student housing which is my consulting company that i'm also making available to the to the student housing insight community members so go and join there and then send me a message of just send me the turn board um so so go there find me follow me send me a dm and just say send me the turn board wes and i'll send that over to you um man i think that's it <laughs> lincoln i appreciate it we've covered a lot and uh you know just want to say thanks again to simple bills for sponsoring this episode if you're spending a lot of time doing your own utility billing to your residents uh, if you've got if you've got utilities included or if you want to be able to add something better for you know a better way for them to do their bills um, so that you know they're not putting it in their name and having to you know have one person that's having to divide everything up and having the stress of collecting it that's why simple bills was built to to take that stress off both the residents as well as the property managers so make sure you go and uh, check them out at simplebills.com lincoln thanks again and we'll talk to you soon thank you west